What's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of Worldly Church Girl. It's your girl, your host, Lillian Harshaw. On today's show, I have best-selling author, entrepreneur, and podcast host, Eddie Thomason. How you doing, sir? What up, what up? How you guys doing? I'm so excited <laughs> to be here, Lillian. You, you've done a lot since the last time we talked. And a little bit. <laughs> uh, okay. No, you do, you've done a lot. And um, and I'm so proud of you. I've been following you since then. And you've mm-hmm. and I've been I've been enjoying watching your journey. I'm, and I'm really proud of you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's really all proud. it's all follow, it's again following God's will, man. Just kind of we got we set goals and things and you pray about it, but obviously prayers don't come true unless you take action yourself, right? You gotta walk out in that faith. So um it's it's just in me following that that calling that i feel as though god put on my heart and uh just taking action man massive action not knowing what the heck is actually going to be the result but knowing that god is is my god of abundance so i know it's all going to come because he has access to everything (laughs) come on now he's original wi-fi internet service amen Amen. <laughs> now, just for those who don't know your story like I do, mm-hmm. um, I want everyone to get to know you like I do. Um, right. cause you kind of have like a almost like a rags to riches story, if you yep. will, to be honest. Um, naturally and spiritually so. Mm-hmm. So I want people to get a feel for you. So I want people to start off, start off uh, telling people about your childhood. Yeah, absolutely. So, man, all right, I'm gonna go way back because I, I, I think I said this before, but I, I can't give people content without context. You got to know where I come from to know that even if I start yelling in this show, I'm not yelling at you. I'm just passionate. <laughs> okay. But, <laughs> um, <I> was, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But I was born and raised in Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, I grew up in very, very humble beginnings. My dad left when I was about eight or nine years old and it forced my mom to take care of me and my brother on a $13,000 a year disability income. And so when you think about that, we, I mean, we was broke. When you talk about being broke, we was broke, broke, right? Um, And so much so that, you know, I remember a time in my life where we didn't have any running hot water in my house. And it was a time when my mom would literally fill up these huge pots of water and she, you know, boil these, these hot pots of water and then she'll put a little bit into a basin and then mix some cold water in it and put a cup inside of it and send me upstairs and like, this is what you, this is what you bathe with, right? Because that's just the kind of lifestyle and, and where we were at at the time. And, and to be honest, I don't, I say that because I don't want you guys to feel sympathy for me because I don't, I'm, I don't need sympathy. But I want you guys to realize the humble beginnings that I came from because some, some people that be, may be watching this either experience the same thing or something similar, and you need to know that somebody else has come out on the other side victorious, right? I'm a firm believer in you can't share a testimony without first being tested. And I think my right. entire life was just, it was, a part, it was a part of a test, right? To get to this point where I can actually share with you guys and feel comfortable that I've created victory over these situations and not just let it, you know, allow me to knock me out of life, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I was born. That's that's kind of like my background where it kind of came from. I had this mindset in my head where a lot of people, I think, if you're in a low income neighborhood, um, and you're and honestly, just to be honest, if you're black, I think you you most likely think you got three ways to be successful. You either sell drugs, you're some type of professional athlete, or you're some type of professional entertainer, a rapper, a dancer, a singer, or something like that, right? I knew I didn't want to sell drugs. I, I mean, I was never a thug, never a claim I was. <laughs> and then I could, I definitely, I, I mean, like I can hold a tune, but I'm definitely not a singer by any way, shape or form. So my thing was football. I was like, I'm going I'm to go and pursue this career playing football. I wanted, I wanted that to be my ticket, right. My way out. Um, and I, and I pursued that to, to the fullest, man. I felt as though I wanted to uh, use that as my crutch to really pay back all the stuff that my mom did for me, all the sacrifices and things that she made. So much so that when I got into high school, I went to a high school that had never had a, a D1 scholarship uh, offered to any of their students, right? So when I was mm-hmm. in that high school, I had a lot of teachers that was like, you know, give that up. It's a pipe dream. Oh, it'll never happen because it's never happened here. I even had one teacher tell me, you have a, a higher possibility of going to jail or dying before you have a chance of actually accomplishing that goal, right? A teacher told you that. 
Yep. Teacher told me that. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so it's it's obviously when you hear things like that, it's that's it's not it's not the most encouraging thing. But if you're anything like me, when people tell you tell me that I can't do something, it just makes me want to do it anyway. Like that's that's mm -hmm. just how my mindset works. Um, and and from there, I, I just kind of I wanted to prove those people wrong, but I also wanted to listen to my coach. My coach was my biggest voice that was inside of my life, big mentor of mine. He just kept on telling me like, "Hey, but you got it. You got what it takes. You you you're doing what you need to do in a classroom." Um, you got the size, just keep on working hard, keep working hard, keep working hard. Long story short, I became the first male or the first student in that high school's history ever to earn a D1 scholarship. And then flash wow. forward four years later, right? I was mm -hmm. the first guy or male in my family to ever earn a, a degree from college. I was the first male in my family to graduate high school, first of all. And then wow. I was the first wow. male in my family to ever graduate college. So then when you, when you, know, you put those things together, we talked about this on the podcast, but my entire mentality is breaking generational curses, right? We mm -hmm. like it doesn't matter the the situation you was born into, it doesn't matter the environment you grew up in, the parents that you have. You can choose to make the best out of your life as long as you continue to make small positive decisions that can compound over time. It's not one one decision that changes everything. It's those small, seemingly insignificant decisions that you have to make on a positive note every single day that's going to get you to where you wanted to go and uh that's that's what i believe man it's, it's all about creating those those generational curse breakers who no matter where their their parents came from and what background they have they can still go out and create success and they're not going to let that dictate whether or not they're going to fail at life or success or succeed at it <laughs> now how much pressure did you feel being the front forefront front runner for your family like that being the first you know, it's funny that you asked that because I, I felt like my wife, we kind of had a, a similar conversation in that. She asked me a similar question and I never felt pressure. I'm being hundred percent honest with you. And, mm -hmm. and, and I say that because, and I don't, I, I'm going to say this next statement and it's not because my family did not believe in me, but I think the standard in my family was in the expectations were so low that I didn't have any pressure of like, you have to be the one. Does that make sense? Like nobody mm -hmm. ever made me feel like, like, oh, you're it. You're gonna. You're the one that's gonna do this everything. for all of us. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It was more. Yeah. It was more so like I took that burden upon myself. So like, even still to this day, there's nobody that can expect more of me than I expect of myself. There's nobody harder on me than I am on myself. Right. So mm. I never felt as though there was like this this weight that was on my shoulders. Like you have to succeed or you have to do this. I just kind of accepted that burden of listen. I know what I don't want. Right. And everybody around me in my life right now, they have what I don't want. Living paycheck to paycheck, getting, and, and this is not a bad thing because a lot of incredible people, I think, I never think that life is a bad thing. But you, right. you look at a lot of people who have kids way before they were meant to have kids. That was a, 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 a trend in my family, right? Having mm -hmm. kids entirely too early, um, being dropping out of school, all, all these things. So see all those different pieces. And it was like, all right. If you, I started connecting dots at a young age. I was like, well, I could drop out of school and I can live paycheck to paycheck. I can, mm -hmm. I can get, get multiple people pregnant and be paying child support for my entire life. I can, I can do the, I could do these things because these was what, this is what was happening around me. Or I can decide to do the opposite of what I'm seeing around me so I can create different results. Does that make right. sense? Mm -hmm. So like, I never, I never necessarily felt the pressure of like, oh, you're it. You're the one. But I put that expectation on myself of if if this is what I see around me and this is not what I want my life to look like when I'm 20, 25, 26 years old, uh, 30 years old, whatever it is, right? Then I knew mm -hmm. I had to start making decisions that were not consistent with what everybody else around me made. I had to do what they didn't do in order for me to get to where they weren't at in life. Does that right. make sense? Makes perfect sense. <laughs> Makes absolute perfect sense. And now I'm going to share with you a comment you said to me in the podcast that's kind mm -hmm. of going to tie in, into this. Right. You said that something you share with a lot of your um, students when you make your um, motivational speech. Mm -hmm. um, anything that you say in your life always started with, well, ended with, and that's the way I want it to be. Yep. yep. When I tell you I share that with so many people, and the and the brain matter that I see fly out of their heads 
-hmm. after I say that to him. And it's like, you have no idea the impact mm -hmm. that has made. And I catch myself sometimes. I'll say something and I'll be like, wait a minute. What did he say? <laughs> and that's the way I wanted to be. No, no, right. no. And right. I switch it. And I'm like, okay. Um, and that is so strong. <laughs> uh, that is so impactful. I mean, and it goes with everything. I mean, mm -hmm. even the minuteness of thing, if that's a word, but it's going to be a word today. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I'm I'm going to be, I, you know, I'm just fat and that's the way I want it to be. No, mm -hmm. it's not. You know, yep. this is just the worst day ever. And that's the way I want it to be. I mean, it goes with everything. Absolutely. I, uh, that is such a powerful period mm -hmm. to every statement. So I want to thank you for that little seed that you planted. Absolutely. It's funny that you say that because uh, we, I'm, I'm dressed like this because I came from a workout. Literally, you know, literally had mm -hmm. sweat and now I'm in a hot room anyway, but we're going to rock it out, right? <laughs> but, <laughs> but literally before we left the house to go to this workout, me and my wife went together. And mm -hmm. uh, before we left, my wife was like, oh my gosh, I'm so tired. And and when I hear statements like that in general, if I hear from my kids or I hear from my wife, I hear from anybody, I'm just like, and that's exactly the way I want it to be. And then and then she was like, well, no, it's not. And I was like, well, <laughs> don't say it, right? Uh, but it's true. I gotta catch myself sometimes, man. Like I I've went on a I went on a, a I guess a, a phase where like I'm bigger now, I'm bigger in, in, as far as weight wise than I've ever been in life, right? And I always mm -hmm. joked about it. like as a kid, I was I've always been a big dude, big guy in general. And I, right. used to, I, I would always joke about like, yeah, I'm fat. It's okay. But like, I was never actually fat. I was just, you know, athletic. In your was, head, you thought fat. you were fat. Yeah, right. Yeah. I was yeah. fat because I can eat, you know, 7,000 calories in a day. That's why I was fat. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so when, uh, so like, I had to start checking myself, right? Because mm -hmm. like, again, you say that for so long. And then obviously now I'm not, I'm not an active athlete anymore. I don't play football as hard as I did way back when. So if you keep on saying that, the, your words has a huge impact on what you actually manifest in your life. So if you just keep communicating, keep communicating, keep communicating it, and I'm like, dang, man, now I got a dad bod. Now I got to do something different about it. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Right. Um, but it's, it's, it's just very true, Lillian. It's what you say is it has catastrophic effects on whether or not you succeed at what you actually are pursuing or you don't, right? Yes. Like, if people are saying, like, say for right now, we're in, we're unprecedented times, right? We're coming out of a pandemic. Uh, it's crazy things that's happening in the world still in general. And the fact that, like, I don't I don't know if this is similar for where you're at, but in our area, there are people like begging people to come back to work. Like, we mm -hmm. need people back at work, but because yeah. people are still able to be on unemployment and things like that, people are deciding not to go Everybody back. Everybody right? got because, comfortable. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Yeah. But like. Yeah. Think about people who are getting back into the workforce and maybe they're, you know, you're thinking to yourself, but like, you know, I ain't going to get this job. And that's exactly the way I want it to be. Is that mm -hmm. how you want it to be? Do you not want that job? Or do you right. actually think that this is going to be the best step for you in your career? You got to start right. talking about all the things, like start speaking in terms of what you want it to be, because then you'll start catching yourself with all these little nuances about why you're not making it. Because whatever you believe is what is actually going to manifest. So if you're saying these statements and it's coming from out of your belief system because it's just it's in your subconscious mind, you got to start checking those statements and getting to a point where it's like, no, that's not what I want. I want this. And you start speaking those things. Like, I'm going to interview for this job and I'm going to get it. And it's going to be the best step in my career thus far. Right. And that's the way I want it to be. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> it works both ways. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, I, like I said, I want to thank you for that little seed because I, matter of fact, I caught myself last night, but like, oh God, because I just felt so bad, and I'm like, I just can't take this anymore, and my stomach, and da 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 da, da and I'm like, no, no, I'm taking it all back. And right. I flipped it. I was like, I'm not going to think negatively. But, you know, I ain't going to lie. I still have my moments. Of course. I just, like, we I, all do. I, I ain't run, I, you know, I ain't going to act like I just run around all this positivity all the time. But Of course. I'll, I'll say good 80. At least I try. 
I try. I try. Absolutely. I tell people all the time, like we're 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 still human, right? Like nobody's perfect. There's only one perfect person that ever walked the earth, right? Right. So like we're all gonna make mistakes, but it's just mm. a matter of how quickly can you correct yourself? How quickly can you identify that you made the made the mistake? And then instead of wallowing in it and taking that one bad mistake and turning it into two, and then mm -hmm. like I, I I usually tell this in a matter of days, right? So like you can have a bad day. Everybody everybody can have a bad day. We're human. It happens. But mm -hmm. don't let that bad day turn into a bad week. Because if you have a bad week, it'll turn into a bad month. If you turn to have a bad month, you're gonna have a bad year. If you have a bad year, you're gonna have a bad decade. If you have a bad decade, you're gonna have a bad life, right? That's but, right. Like, that's how it all compounds. But if, if if you have a bad day, you gotta say like when you wake up tomorrow, it's a new day. Boom. I'm I'm gonna make I'm gonna make decisions different today than what I made yesterday in order to get me in the right direction of where I want to go. Because in mm -hmm. the end, that's all. I mean, we talk about this all the time, right? But success is not complicated. It's just a series of small positive decisions compounded over time. We're gonna have bad days, but right. don't let your bad days take you completely off this this path that you want to be on to create whatever it is in your life that you want to create. <laughs> right. You're not going to always get a yes. I mean, and you're not going to always get a no. So just, just keep going, just keep striving, exactly. just keep pushing. Yep. Yeah. Did I, ever, did I, did I talk huh? to you about like the, uh, the rocket ship metaphor? Did I ever tell you no. about that one? No, you so didn't. Recent, I, re I read in a book recently that was, um, it basically talked about when a rocket goes to the moon or a rocket goes into outer space, right? Mm -hmm. Obviously, when you when you go from point A to point B, the fastest way to get there is always a straight line, right? That's how that's how quickly people want to go from wherever they are today to whatever their dreams, goals, and everything is that's out here, right? Mm -hmm. However, when a rocket ship leaves, it's not on a trajectory on a on a straight line trajectory to go straight to the moon. What happens is when a rocket leaves and it goes into the Earth's atmosphere. Is there's a mechanism that basically, as the rocket tilts too far in one direction, it makes it go back the other way. And then mm -hmm. never goes back to 100% on that straight line. It goes in the opposite direction. And then when it hits a like kind of like a limit test, it corrects itself and goes back the other way. So really what happens if when, a, when a rocket leaves the Earth to get to the moon, you're basically swerving like this back and forth. But every single time, it's like, up. Oh, I'm going too far off the path. I got to correct myself. And then mm. you're, you're moving, you're moving in a positive direction, but you're slightly off course. Right. Mm -hmm. and, then, and then you hit the, you, you get to another point and you're like, Oh, I'm going too far off path. But again, you're still moving in the right direction, but mm -hmm. you're slightly off course. And that's exactly how our life works. We never go from like, Hey, this is point a. And then I, I just, I'm just going to shoot myself to point B and I'm never going to make any mistakes or anything that's in between. I'm just going to take a straight shot. It's going to happen, right? It's not how right. life works. It's a series of self-correction. You get you get a little bit further off. You're moving in the right direction. And maybe maybe you saw this shiny object. Oh, there's another job opportunity out there. But you know what? That's not going to be to the, to the entrepreneur uh, status that I really want to have, right? So I need to correct right. myself. I need to go back this way. Oh, in the right direction. But now, now I, I met this person who I thought was going to be like everything, anything and everything for me. But I realized that it's actually a toxic relationship. Oh, I need to correct myself. I need to go back another direction. And it's a right. series, right? It's a series of correcting yourself to get to where you actually want to go. But as long as you're moving forward and when you make mistakes, you're quickly able to adjust and put yourself back on the right path, then you'll you'll get to where you want to go. <laughs> Much faster now. than the people that just go around in circles over and over and over again doing the same dumb stuff. <laughs> okay. That is a good, <laughs> it's a great example. Because <laughs> I think we all guilty of this squirrel mentality. <laughs> hey, as a, as a, I call myself a serial startup, like a serial startup entrepreneur or whatever. Like I, mm. I'll see an idea and I'm like, oh, that'd be great. I could do that. And I start it. And it's like, all right, now I need to pass it off to somebody else to finish it. Because like, I just wanted to start it because I thought it'd be like, mm -hmm. oh, it makes perfect sense to me. I think that looks great. But right. at the same time, I think my growth that's happened from the last time we had a conversation to now is that I've started something like say I, st I start a like I started a woodworking business. I don't know if you knew this, but I started, <laughs> I started a woodworking business. Right. And yeah. I was like, you know what? Instead of just being like, oh, I'm gonna start this business and whatever else happens, happens. It really started because we were looking to buy a house. So I need an extra income. I was just like whatever I can do to bring an extra income, I'm going to do it. And the woodworking business started from that. But then. 
again, like I, I started doing it. I was like, all right, this is great. I'm gonna, I'm gonna rock with him. I'm gonna do this thing. And then I saw something else, and I was like, oh well, man, maybe, maybe if I start selling pallets, or if I start doing this, or if I start doing this, and I started kind of getting out of my wheelhouse mm-hmm. of just creating quality cutting boards, furniture like dining tables, coffee tables, things like that. And then from there, I was like, you know what? I can't, I can't let all these other distractions get in the way. Like stick right. to this core group of things. This is not not because this is what I know, but it's just just for the fact of having some consistency and knowing what is going on materials wise and everything else. And then once I scale that to a point where somebody else can come and do those things, then maybe I'll start looking at everything else, right? But I have to focus <laughs> on uh, focus on one thing first, right? Uh, right. Until I, so I can create the success in it. I, once I it was I think it was a podcast. Yeah, I was listening to a podcast. I think his name is Manny Winston. He's, mm-hmm. he's down to like Richmond, Virginia area, another successful uh, young black entrepreneur. And he, he talked about the acronym for FOCUS, which stands mm-hmm. for follow one course until successful. Like that's the acronym for FOCUS. So mm-hmm. instead, of, instead of allowing all of this stuff to get in your way, right? You got to focus right. on that one thing. Like if you did this one thing right, all these other things will probably come from it. But you just got to do this one thing right in order for right. everything else to follow suit. Right. That's funny because I was actually watching a, um, she's a um, social media strategist and she's pretty much talking about how when you are trying to build up your platform, the biggest mistake people make is trying to be on so many social media platforms at the same time Yep. and they spread themselves so thin that Mm -hmm. no one knows, really knows where to find them and that you need to really just focus on a long-term one and a short-term one meaning like how like this is you know kind of considered like a long-term one and like a short-term one would be like instagram or something like that or Mm -hmm. facebook just basic stories on facebook but but that's basically the same thing focus on one particular craft at a time Mm -hmm. get that mastered now go here get that mastered because you can branch off that mastery once you get that mastered and yep. actually that branch can will produce leaves and berries which will be your core group which will bring in more cash flow but you know what right. that's, that's i'm just saying that's the right <laughs> <laughs> it's all it's 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 all <clears throat> it's all about what you know right mm-hmm. like it's funny it's funny how i think something i, I like i encourage people to understand is you don't know what you don't know. So therefore you need to expose yourself and put yourself in environments um, where you can learn, honestly. You can put your ego down and learn. Like you think about apps like Clubhouse, right? I have not spent a whole bunch of time on Clubhouse, I'll be honest. I I probably could use it more, but at the same time I got so much. I'm on there, but I'm not not active, put it that way. Like I I haven't logged into the app probably since, since you joined, has, no, I've been I've been on there since I joined, but it has it has to be at least a three to four month span since I've been on the app, like actively. Like okay, that. does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, but the app itself, you 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 think about all the different uh, content creators and some of the different thought leaders who are providing information for you to learn, right? And not going into a room and and having your guards up, like oh. Like say if you were trying to learn about social media content or how to grow your business via social media. And mm-hmm. like now you got these preconceived notions in your head of what that looks like. And then you jump into like, I don't know, say Billy Jean's uh, clubhouse, right? I don't know if you know about Billy Jean. I, I, I'm a part of his genius advantage. Talks mm-hmm. out about like how you create ads and things like that. He's incredible. But mm-hmm. um, say you jump into his clubhouse and you're trying to listen to him talk about so, some of his strategies and things like that. And it's a little outside the box from what you may have known or may have listened to or whatever else, but mm-hmm. I encourage people to realize is if somebody else has results and they're better than your results, submit your ego and figure out what the heck they're doing. Absolutely. Because <laughs> the longer Absolutely. you got that ego up there, the, the longer you stay stuck and frustrated wherever you are. Absolutely. If they're making it, they're making it for a reason. Exactly. So, yeah, <laughs> I agree. That was the reason why I've been watching this young lady because, you know, I rem- she started, you know, as just a regular YouTuber and mm-hmm. now she's a strategist. So it's like, 
Nice. Why wouldn't I follow her and figure out what she's doing and you know, not steal, but borrow her, her exactly her no. knowledge. I mean, well, we're we're not stealing or borrowing; we're implementing. That's what we're doing. Yes, <laughs> yeah, I will take that. <laughs> we now, are speaking of podcast, knowledge, <laughs> yes. Speaking of podcast, you have one as well. Absolutely. Yep. Yes. The, cur- Love- the Curse Breaker Podcast. <laughs> yes. Now, uh, tell us about your podcast. Yeah, so the podcast is is very similar to what I talked about when we first opened up and you wanted me to just share about my story, but it's it's dedicated to breaking <clears throat> sorry about that, dedicated mm-hmm. to breaking generational curses, right? And, and so I over want, here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. I didn't want to bounce it over there. <laughs> but the whole first season is actually based off of my book, which I didn't even realize this until just now. But but yeah, they're both, I, I thought they're you both did that like, on purpose. <laughs> I honestly did not. I promise you. I literally just, I tell you, I walked in here straight from yeah. the gym. So however yeah, it was set yeah. up, it's, it <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> um, but it, the first season is all based off of the book. So like the, mm-hmm. the Unlock Yourself, my book is called Unlock Yourself, How to Earn the Success You Were Born to Create. And that's mm-hmm. because I personally believe that we're all born with seeds of greatness inside of us. But right. it's up to each and every one of us to plant ourselves in environments and inside of organizations, inside of the right association of people, our, our support systems that will allow us to grow, right? Like that's it's that's up to us. I think we're all given a seed, like God gives us seeds. He gives us talents, right? In which we, which and everybody doesn't have the same amount. Everybody, well, everybody is, is gifted, but gifted in different ways, right? But right. you got to figure out a way how to nurture that talent, right? You have to figure out how to sow it and, and and start to create a harvest from your talents, right? But we're right. all we all have those seeds inside of us. So the book is based off of that premise. We all have those seeds inside of us already. We just have to nurture it and make and, and become the person that we were meant to be, not some crazy person that's like like you can never get there, right? Because we're right. we're all meant to have that. Um, but the entire first season goes through and breaks down that entire formula. So the unlock yourself has an acronym inside of it called Unlock You. And it goes through each uh, session or each step to get you to a point in life where you can start to create that life that you really want to have, that success that you're meant to have. Um, And the the podcast is based off of that. Now we're getting into season two. I actually got some good conversations that's going to be coming up actually tomorrow um, with a company who's looking to basically sponsor the show or or try to figure out how we're going to work it together for their mm-hmm. young entrepreneurs that they have inside of their, uh, it's like a startup program throughout the high schools here in New York state. Mm-hmm. And uh, the se- season two and, and, and forever on is going to be all about bringing on guests who have breaking generational curse, who have broken, let's get that right. word right. Who have broken generational <laughs> curses. <I knew> <laughs> and, <laughs> and now it's basically sharing their perspective, right? Because here's what I know. Everybody does not connect to my story. Obviously, I, I have a story to tell, but and we all have stories to tell. But the person, like maybe there's somebody who has not necessarily dealt what I dealt with, and like, oh, that's great for him, right? But because there's nothing that they are going through that I went through, it's no sense of transformation. There's no transition. There's no reason for them to feel like I'm inspired. I can do that too, right? right. But if I bring on other guests who have who have overcome all kinds of different things, right? From from childhood, adulthood, and like going in to create the life and the and the businesses and the successful endeavors and things that they currently have, then now we can reach a, a larger audience, right? Different people right. who have come from different backgrounds and they can listen to the Curse Breaker podcast and just zone into the fact like I am a curse breaker. No matter if if I had a dad that was strung out on dope and, and, and was abusive in the home, no matter if I had, I don't know, a, a family full of doctors that put so much pressure on me, and now we got like everybody that that their kids are not necessarily successful because of all that pressure that came right. downwards, right? Like right. all of those things are are, are, are curses, right? Um, mm-hmm. The same thing with with uh, infidelity. Like I came from a, a, a background with my family. It seems like it was a lot of infidelity that happened inside of those in, in, in the marriages, right? Whereas mm-hmm. though today, I, I'm, not, I'm not cheating on my wife. My wife ain't cheating on me. You see what Amen. I'm saying? <laughs> like all those all those things are like you you have to identify what has like uh kind of plagued right kind of back 
uh, generational generation has kind of like played your family. And, mm -hmm. and until you see somebody who have grown up in those environments, they've seen the trend inside of their families, and yet they still overcome it. And they're an example that changes their family trajectory forever. Like those are the people that are going to be on the show, sharing their backgrounds, sharing their stories to help other people who are, are honestly just lost. They have no idea or, or no belief that they can overcome it because they don't know anybody who has, right? They don't, <laughs> they don't see any representation like them. Exactly. And, 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 yep. it's, and you're, and you're going to bring that representation. That's exactly. what's up. That's what's up. So when's the new season start? That's a great question. We're trying, we're trying to have something set aside for the start of the new school year because okay. everything is kind of going inside with, you know, a lot of work that I do is with high school students as well as uh, college, college age students, right? So we're, we, we're trying to put something in alignment with when school starts so that people can start to put on these podcasts and things when they're when they're driving to school for orientations and while they're at school and things from that perspective. So that's what we have as a soft date on our head, but it's a lot of uh, planning and organizing that has to go on on the background before we release any official dates. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So so I want to let me know when. Yep. I've already I mean I've already subscribed to your channel, so I'll probably find out anyway. But right. I, but still, let me know when. Absolutely. <laughs> now, as when your, as far as your book is concerned, unlock yourself. You mm -hmm. actually have a journal that goes along with it. Yes, there's a workbook. I, I give it for free. So if, when you get the book, it's a link that's inside the book that calls you to just go and put, um, like basically go download the free workbook. It's a PDF version, and you can mm -hmm. either fill it out online, like while you're actually sitting in front of a computer you can type your answers into that sheet or you can print it off like me like I, there's there's this i don't know of any i don't know why people can't really explain it but there's test upon test upon test and study upon study when you print something out and you start writing your answers down in pencil and paper compared to a digital screen you just retain so much more right i agree um, and and that's that's the primary reason why i wrote the book because there's a whole chapter dedicated to this but there's this, this premise or this idea that people think knowledge is power. And we've heard it millions of times. Knowledge is power, knowledge is power, knowledge and power. But mm -hmm. I always thought that there's a, a word missing from that phrase and that's applied. Applied yes. knowledge is power, right? Because if you can have all the knowledge in the world, you can know so much that's up here, but if you never apply any of those things, then you, you never, you don't got it, right? Like you're not gonna create anything for yourself. So mm -hmm. I wanted to create that free workbook to encourage people to apply the knowledge that they're getting from it, right? To start actually sitting down and writing down their dreams, writing down their goals, writing down the people in their life that really encourage them and inspire them and, 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 and push them and motivate them to be better than what they currently are, right? Mm -hmm. um, so then that way you can always refer back to it. There's a there's a some type of weird connection that happens when you write these things down on paper and then you start to, it basically feeds into your subconscious and it makes your subconscious look for more people just like that. So that in that way you can really start to surround yourself with the right network of people in the right core group. So you can really take advantage of everything that you have to offer inside of this world. <laughs> yeah. It makes you hold yourself accountable. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I remember you saying that too. That was another, that was another seed that you threw on me. Now, <laughs> now, um, what is the thing that you love most about what you do? Man, that's a loaded question. Cause I feel like I do so much now. <laughs> like it's not just, you really not just speaking anymore. Um, my favorite, the favorite thing about what I do. That's the mm -hmm. question, right? Yes. My favorite thing has to be, it has to be the legacy. I always come back to legacy. And, mm -hmm. and, and that's what motivates me and drives me a lot. Like instead of hitting my snooze button in the morning, uh, I, I wake up and I think about like, do I want my kids to have a habit of just hitting the snooze button and going back to sleep? Cause I got two guys. Mm -hmm. I, I think when we first talked, did I, did I have both of my sons yet? Or did I only have one? I think I, I, I want to say I you had one and one was on the way. 
Yeah, so we we officially got two now, so and then, okay. then they're two yeah. and one years old. So, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> so so I think about I think about those guys, man, and I think about like I have I heard at a conference once that whatever you do as a parent, right, whatever uh, dreams you accomplish individually, whatever 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 you do to build the life for your family, your kid it becomes the ceiling. That's your ceiling right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. However, it also doubles as the floor for your, for your kids to start from, right? Mm -hmm. So what I love about what I do is everything is, is fueled into how can I put my sons in a better position so that whenever I'm not here, because it's going to happen, right? You can't avoid Mm -hmm. it. That they're in a better position to go pursue their dreams, their goals, and they have the resources untapped so that they can really go do it, right? Instead of feeling like you, they really had to build everything from scratch or they really had to just claw and pick and, and, and try to get to where they wanted to go, right? Like, I, right. It's, it, I don't want it to be easy for them. I don't want it to be a cakewalk because I don't think that develops character. But I think if they had the the dream, like say if they wanted to start a business or if they, want, they had some crazy idea or invention that they wanted to invest in, I don't want them to have to always depend on somebody else in order for that to become a reality. If I can do what I do, what I can do now to create and set them up in a position in life to where as though they can they can go and do what they want to do to the fullest right. to their fullest potential, that I think that's what's what's most important to me. That's what I love about what I do is because it's a reminder every single day um, right. that that again, my dad is working as hard as he can to leave a legacy for us. <laughs> a right. legacy that not only we'll remember, but hopefully mm-hmm. my grandkids will remember, and my mm-hmm. grandkids, grandkids will remember, and my grandkids, grandkids, grandkids will remember. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. Because the right. Bible said you should take you should take care of generations, right? You should you should be passing these things on for generations. And mm-hmm. uh that's that's a primary reason why I wrote the book, man. Like once long after I'm gone, that's still gonna be here teaching them lessons. That I that I won't be able to physically teach them anymore, but they can pick up that book and always be connected to that, or always be connected to whenever I have grandkids. Oh, that's your granddad right there. Read that right. book; it's going to get you to where you need to go. You okay. see what I'm saying? Like- right. He, he knows some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> now, someone asks, uh, "Do you feel that abuse is a learned behavior?" I feel like abuse is a learned behavior. That's a great question. I can only I can only speak off of experience, right? Because this is something that I used to struggle with just mentally. Because mm-hmm. my mom came from a background of of abuse, right, inside of her home. Like my mom would tell me stories, even still to this day, of her mom and dad like literally getting in fistfights. Like they've cut each other with bottles, knives, all kinds of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So my mom grew up in this this very aggressive, chaotic environment, and then she marries my dad, who Never cut her with a knife, but he was—he he would basically just get drunk, belligerent, and and he would be physically abusive, right? right. Um, and I used to struggle for a long time, man. Like I used to think, like, is that is that something that's just like passed on, like generation to generation? Like, am I am I one day just gonna wake up and be like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut I'm gonna... somebody? Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm... <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Um, right. And and what I what I've learned is no, like you can't you can't accept the failures of your family's past as your future uh, results. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Like you, you just yeah. you can't do that. So like in a sense, yes, I think obviously if, if a kid sees abuse all the time, but that's, that's the other thing. My mom, although she lived in those situations, my mom is, is the most gentle person in the world. My mom don't want to fight you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my mom right. is one of the most natural lovers in the world. Like, just come here, like the the wholesome southern black woman. Like, come here, baby. Like, just just give me a hug. Everything gonna yeah, be come good. Here, baby. Let me feed you. <laughs> so I don't think it's necessarily. I don't think it's a learned thing. I just, uh, I think obviously there's examples that are set, and again, it's things that's that's leaking into your subconscious mind. If you feel as though like you live in a household, like as a male, right, mm-hmm. and then. Mm-hmm the other male role model that's in the household is just somebody that is just abusive and everything else. You can subconsciously assume like that's how you're supposed to be when you get older. I think that there's some truth to that, 
But in the end, I, again, I, I'm a firm believer in you can't use somebody else's failures as your own expectation. So like, although I seen that in my own home, that doesn't mean that I'm going to wake up one day and start beating my wife. Right. It's just, right. just not going to happen. Um, right. I know I also saw the aftermath of it. Like I know the pain and the suffering that that put on my mom and I never wanted to be the cause of that pain and suffering. Never. Right. right? So right. I, I never put myself in a situation where though that there'll ever be an issue. So it's just, I mean, I know that was a long-winded answer, but I no, think, you're fine. <laughs> I, I don't think it's necessarily a learned, uh, a learned thing. But at the same time, I could understand somebody arguing that, oh, my dad abused people, or you know, since my dad abused people, then I'm going to abuse people, and then it kind of just keeps getting passed down. But here's the mm -hmm. thing: I tell, I think I may have said this in the in the podcast. I don't know for sure, but most people say like, oh, these things run in the family, like. Uh, abusers run the family, alcohol, alcoholics run the family, drug abusers run the family. And I always had this phrase. I was like, you know what? You can, you can say that, but you know what, you know what your family needs? You need somebody to say like, oh, it ran in the family until it ran into me. You can be the change. You That's can be right. the person that says like, although all that happened for generations and generations, it stops here. I'm going to make a decision to do it differently. And then now your kids and the kids after that are going to see a positive example of what it's supposed to look like and not what it looked like in the past that you had to endure. Does that make sense? That makes perfect sense. <laughs> you actually tied it all up. Two questions all in cute little bow. <laughs> One cute little Christmas bow. <laughs> Put a little on there. We're oh, good. Okay. And, and I honestly believe that because I've seen so many times where especially like in talk shows where someone's sitting there going, well, you know, my, my dad, you know, did this to me and this, that, and other, and that's why I'm in these streets. And that's why mm -hmm. I'm a criminal. That's why I'm in and out of jail. You made that decision on your own. Mm -hmm. You're a whole grown man right. or a whole grown woman. You don't have to live that way. You didn't have to let your life turn out the way it did because of whatever your past dictated to you. Right. So I completely agree with you wholeheartedly. Absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah, my my kids are real quick going, I get that from you. Don't be blaming that on me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you, you do that because you just do that. And that's not my fault. <laughs> exactly. No, I'm a, I'm a, so here's the other thing that I'm a big proponent of. And, I, and some people ain't going to like this, but hey, I mean, it, it just is what it is. You got to start taking some personal ownership, man. Like take personal responsibility for your own actions and your own attitude. There are two things in life mm -hmm. that we can control. Two things. Yes. That's our actions and our attitudes, period. Mm -hmm. Actions and our attitudes. So even if, like the person who you become is not necessarily based on your circumstances. It's who you become, how you react to those circumstances. That's going to create the person that you want to be, right? You can, mm -hmm. you can allow circumstances to take you out and you can blame other people for it, point the finger and be like, oh, it's because of you. It's because of that. I encourage people, every, every time you want to point a finger, I want you to sit down and think to yourself, is there anything I could have done differently that probably would have uh, basically- Changed that outcome. Yeah. Exactly. Influence the situation to change the outcome. Because I'm, I'm just, personally, I'm, very, I'm, I'm getting very uh, fatigued. Let's put it that way very fatigued of people who come to me or maybe they're just venting on, on social media. And they're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that because this person did this now, now my life is like this. And, and this is why I've never even been able to do this and blah, 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 blah. And it's like that, I mean, like, I understand you, you have a situation. Everybody has a situation, but you could have chose to do some things differently that would have put you in a completely different spot in life. Okay. Like I'm just, I'm personally, Listen, I'm just tired, you darn near want to just, <laughs> this is your fault exactly. <laughs> especially if you stayed in it if you stayed in that slop yes. this is your fault yes. now it's one thing if you if it happened and you got out of it and you're mm -hmm. like I can't believe this happened and they're like you know what I'm sorry homie that that happened to you you right. know this sucks but if it just keep happening and it keep happening in that same <laughs> situation right Listen, right. this this is all you now. 
Exactly. You, you deserve you every own. piece. You deserve every piece of this. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Lord, forgive me if that's wrong, but <laughs> no, man. Well, I mean, like, my lord. <laughs> you can't. It's, it's that's the definition of insanity, though, right? Like, if people keep on making the same decision over and over and over again, and they expect a different result because with a different person, or it's in a new state, or it's in a new job. But you just keep on doing the same old stuff all over again, and you keep on getting this result of fired or heartbreak or eviction. It's not the state. It's not the company. It's not the relationship. It's you, right? Like <laughs> the common denominator. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You have to start making changes, right? But mm-hmm. I think that's the beauty of the life that we have, right? That's the beauty mm-hmm. of how how God how God made us giving us grace and understanding that, hey, we ain't ain't the brightest bulbs in the box, right? We all make mistakes. Mm -hmm. And God is like, hey, listen, every single day, you can start all over again. And and that's like, again, you you start making decisions, you can can be at rock bottom, right? Mm -hmm. But if you slowly start making positive decisions, then it's going to compound into something better than where you are, right? Like even... Like I, sometimes I, I go on a uh, on a, a small bit of a tangent, but you think about a, a simple decision of maybe somebody who wants to get in better shape, right? And you got like it's it's like it's a series of choices. It's like okay, if I want to get in better shape, do I eat this bag of chips, right? Or mm-hmm. I don't know, like I, do I buy a new TV? And it, you might think like, oh, these two things have no actual correlation, but like. Maybe the person that bought a brand new TV, it was like, you know what? I'm just going to come home and watch probably an additional hour and a half of TV every single day. And then mm-hmm. the guy that, that was like, you know what? I ain't gonna, I'm not going to eat this bag of chips, right? He decided against the chips. And that was the only thing he cut out of his diet. Of all the things, even the sodas, the, the steaks, everything else, he was just like, I'm stopped eating chips, right? right and right. then the next thing you know, it's like, all right, that person that bought the TV, a week later, it's like, all right, I went from watching an hour and a half of TV to now I'm watching, I don't know, three hours of TV, right? Because mm-hmm. I got this brand new 75 inch screen. I made this investment. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a use this investment. I'm like, gonna I'm utilize a this TV. This. <laughs> exactly, right? Whereas now the other person was like, you know what? I stopped eating chips and I saw a little bit of progress over this last week, right? I mm-hmm. lost two pounds. I lost right. two pounds, right? But now because mm-hmm. of that, he lost two pounds. He's like, all right, well, what else can I, what else can I cut out? Maybe I can mm-hmm. cut out my soda intake. I, I, I'm not drinking Mountain Dews no more, right? But mm-hmm. and then he's like, all right, I, I'm not making, I'm not drinking no more Mountain Dews. And then the guy with the TV, he's like, all right, well, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a pick up another show. Like, I not only do I like Snowfall, but now I like, I don't know, Shark Tank, and I'm gonna watch more Shark Tank, right? Because I can binge out on all these Shark right. Tank. So right. now you start, you start to see these two things diverge. Like up, up here, it looks like it has absolutely no effect, right? right. And when you start to get like three, six, nine, 12, 18 months down the road. You start to right. see these two people's lives going complete different directions. The guy that was over here that said, "I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna stop eating chips." Now right. he lost fifty pounds. He inspired his wife because he he stuck to what he said he was gonna do. It was just mm-hmm. a small decision of not eating chips. And then this other guy over here, he Gang. now watches. Eight, <laughs> yeah, exactly. He, he gained fifty pounds. He he watching eight hours of TV. He got mm-hmm. marriage problems because. Sleeping in his bed, he slept on a couch because he was watching too much TV. You see what mm-hmm. I'm saying? It's like it right. all starts in these small, seemingly insignificant decisions. But mm-hmm. those decisions compounded over time is either going to lead you to the fat guy with that's now getting a divorce, or the guy that's truly happy with who he is and inspiring other people around them to be who they're meant to be as well. Right? Right. But it's a right. series of taking responsibility of your small actions every single day. If you can take advantage of these small in individual actions, then you're mm-hmm. gonna get to where you actually wanna go compared to just going in the other direction and not having any success at all. <laughs> back, to that, back to that rocket ship. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you wanna do like this or you wanna do like this? <laughs> right. <laughs> She's going to Mars. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> is just getting lost somewhere in the middle like you ain't even got a destination you just you just oh i'm floating in space i don't even know what's gonna happen out here i'm just out here floating in space 
and then you just, lose resources, you run mm-hmm. out of food, you run out of fuel, you run out of everything, and then you just you just exist. Now you run out of oxygen, <laughs> just gone. <laughs> exactly. There you go. <laughs> wow. Wow. You know what? <laughs> now, what advice would you give to someone who's watching right now that's dealing with generational curses right now? Biggest advice is, I, I used to have a phrase in college, right? Mm-hmm. Where we used to say like, okay, so many different people in our division that won the conference, right? Our, our conference was not dominated by any one team. It's like literally every single year, it could it could have been any of the teams could have won division, that could have been division champs, right? Mm-hmm. So we, used, we adopted this, this mantra, I guess. We used to say, why not us? If, mm. if Monmouth can do it, why not us? If uh, Central Connecticut can do it, why not us, right? And that's, that became like our mantra. Like, if all these other people can do it, why not us? And that's, that's what I tell anybody that's dealing with generational curses, right? You heard, you heard some of the things that I had to deal with growing up as a kid. My, my question to you is, now that you know that you can overcome it, because I have and I'm no better than you, I'm not giving any additional resources to you, I'm not giving any special talents or anything like that. You you have all those things that you need as well. Everything that you need, you already have within your grasp. My question to you is why not you? Why not you be the difference maker? Why not you be the curse breaker in your family that's saying, you know what? I don't care that my my, my parents were alcoholics. I don't care that I went through foster care. I don't care that, that all these things happened. Why can't I be the one that makes a change in my family for the better? And then my biggest thing for you, my biggest advice for you is surround yourself with people who are headed in the direction of life or where you want to go. You can't have this statement of why not us? And you have this dream, but say you want to say you want to play in the league, just like I did. You want to go play in the NFL. Then you can't hang around people who not playing sports, who uh, basically, you know, like all they want to do is play Call of Duty and video games or whatever else. Right. Like you Mm got to find a group of people who are also committed to that goal. Because you're going to, a rising tide raises all ships, right? You're going to find yourself in that group. And then every time you feel like you want to, you want to veer off, that's going to be the people that keep you back on track because they're going to be like, Hey bro, listen, we going to the league dog. If you're going to be out there doing that dumb stuff, trying to sling on the corners and all that other stuff, then I don't know. I don't know if you could be associated with you. You see what I'm saying? So it makes you make that decision in your head consciously now. Like, you know what? You're right. I'm reminded. I got to go. I'm going to, I'm going to this direction. Right, I'm reminded. Oh, oh, I see the, I see this girl over here. Oh no, bro, I'm gonna I'm bring you on back, dog. I'm bring you mm-hmm. on back so that you can stay focused on what you actually want to accomplish in life. So that's my biggest thing. Why not you? And then surround yourself with the people that set it in the direction that you want to go. All right. Now, how can people find you? You know, you're such a dope brother, but how can people find you? <laughs> Obviously, you can find me on LinkedIn. I spend a lot of time on LinkedIn. Um, I would say I'm honestly at this, in this stage of my life, just because of where the business is, uh, I spend a lot of time on Instagram, but more on my woodworking page than my speaking page. So Mm -hmm. for speaking LinkedIn for, for, for other just everyday life stuff, most likely you want to follow me on Instagram. So, but, um, that's the easiest way to get a hold of me. And, and here's what I tell people all the time. Don't put me on the pedestal. You may have heard me say some things today and everything else, but I'm no, I'm no better than you. I've just made more positive decisions over time to get me to where I am today, right? I, don't put me on a pedestal and say like, oh, I can't talk to that guy. I'm intimidated, whatever else. He's too Listen, deep for if me. I, <laughs> if I can help, I will help. That's what I'll say. <laughs> Amen. And very true. Very true. Okay. Last question. Awesome. <laughs> if you could have any song be your theme song when you walked into a room, what would it be and why? Man. Look at you, you spinning you in your chair. Yeah, I was about to say, you come up with these, <laughs> these extra weighted questions. Uh, I had a not, theme song. Not, not at first, you was all deep and extra. <laughs> and I was just Jeez. That's tough, man. I feel like so many, it's so many songs. So many songs. 
I'm gonna have to. I'm. I'm. I'm stealing your question. I'm gonna ask it to my wife as well. As soon, literally, as soon as I get out of here. Um, if I had a theme song, when you walked into a room, what would it be and why? I'm. I'm. I'm old. I'm an old soul, right? So I feel Uh like the only the only thing that keep on coming back across my mind over and over and over again is September by Earth, Wind, and Fire. from Dragon Ball Z. I'm a big old kid. I trip people. I make them laugh. Ha ha for my own pleasure. But I'm an old soul. I listen to some earth. Okay, you talking about doing like this. It's, yeah, I'm like, you know, it's it's a lot of different pieces, man. Like when you start like obviously when you start unpacking a person, it's a lot of different mm-hmm. stuff. Like my yeah. mom, my mom raised me. My mom had me when she was 37 years old, right? Mm-hmm. So all the music that I listened to up until really high school, when I had autonomy to listen to whatever I wanted to listen to, it was all my mm-hmm. mom's. I was listening to oldie but goodies, man. I was listening to the to the uh the OJs. I was listening to Earth Wind and Fire, Stevie, yeah. Ray. Like those, those was the yeah, songs. You was, you Aretha was Franklin. Kurt Franklin, like the- <laughs> you had albums. Wait a minute, where you had like this, hold them like this. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, we, I did too, so I know time I hold them like this. Don't you put yep. your fingerprints on there? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So yeah. for me, I was like, if I had to pick one, because I feel like Earth, Wind, and Fire, like the song September itself. Mm-hmm. I feel like that is my vibe as a person, and it's okay. the song. Like if I hear Earth, if I hear September playing anywhere. I'm I'm up. I'm like, oh, you vibe, you vibe it. My- <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh shoot. And people, you know, young people in the room looking at me like, how do you even know this? And the old people in the room like, how do you know this? <laughs> right. I'm just you just in the middle. And you like, how do you not know this? And to right, the young exactly. people. And you the old people, why wouldn't I know this? <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah, that, that is was, too that- funny. That has to be it, man. Earth, Wind, and Fire, September. I just, I love that song. It's one of my favorites. It's one of, it's the song. It's also the song that me and my wife walked out to uh, after our wedding. So we, well, after the actual ceremony, and they announced us like, hey, you know, for the first time. Mm -hmm. Yep, but not at the reception. At the actual, um, at the actual ceremony when we walked off the altar. Oh, we played, we played September and danced down the aisle. It was incredible. Best thing no, in the world. I didn't. <laughs> oh, your pastor was cool. <laughs> oh yeah, we was good. We was good to go. And and oh. we had so here's the thing though, we didn't just play the song. Mm-hmm. We had the we had the the track in the background mm-hmm. and a saxophonist was playing the actual the, the actual riff. word, yeah, the rhythm of it. So Shut we were up. we were go- we were golden. We were this was incredible. Shut <laughs> up. Okay. We okay. was live. We was turned. We was turned. That was a good. Yeah, that was a great it was. <laughs> oh, oh, your wedding party was not ready for y'all. Nope, they was not. <laughs> Get we out went, of we here! We went back and looked at the video, like you know, uh-huh. you had to think video. You go back and you watch the video of like uh, everybody that comes out after you and everything else. And I knew mm-hmm. some of my aunts because this this just my guys. But then, like, you see some of the, you know, like, the bridesmaids, and they're like, I don't really know what to do right now, so (laughs) I'm just going to duck my head and keep on walking. (laughs) Let me use this bouquet. (laughs) But it was a great time, man. It was our wedding. We still talk about our wedding today, and even Mm -hmm. when we see people who were at our wedding, it was Mm -hmm. like, bro, your wedding was live. I was like, yeah, no, that's... That's just that's God's work do, moving huh? right there, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's how we do. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that is so what's up. Well, you know what? As always, you are <laughs> you're such a good time. <laughs> you educate, you give me something to walk off with, and you know, and you make me laugh. So I cannot thank you enough for doing this for a second time and Doing this live face to face. <laughs> Absolutely. I appreciate you. I appreciate you taking the call of saying I'm gonna go live <laughs> and not and not avoiding it and, and being like, you know what, I'm gonna dive in this thing full fledged. 
because you're doing great, man. This is this is awesome. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I dodged it for a while now, a good while. I, I want to say almost a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, almost a good year. I ran a good race. <laughs> 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 I had some good running shoes on, <laughs> mm-hmm. but hey, yep. the Lord runs a lot faster. Exactly, oh. <laughs> he had more stamina than I did. <laughs> right. I got winded. <laughs> right, <laughs> he tripped me like you trip your wife. <laughs> Come here, where you going? <laughs> okay, you do Lord, those videos, right? <laughs> okay, yes, Lord. I'm sorry. <laughs> that is awesome. Oh my God! But um, thanks yeah, again no for problem. being on here. Absolutely, thank you for having me. <laughs> you know, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Eddie, for being on the show and dropping your words of wisdom. As always, you are a dope brother, and I cannot thank you enough for being on my show. Did you know Worldly Church Girls Gone Live? As a matter of fact, you can see this very episode on YouTube, Facebook, or Twitch. And trust me, you want to see the live version because there's things on there that you don't want to miss. And if you would like to be on Roller Church Girl, go to www.worldofchurchgirl.com, shoot me an email, and let's see what we can do with that thing. And as always, thanks for joining your one and only Worldly Church Girl.